0: Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business.
1: Firstly, in the spirit of thanksgiving for American Nat, we want to express our sincere gratitude for all of you. Since launching the Female Founders Network podcast and Facebook group in August,
0: we have been so incredibly overwhelmed by your love, support, and sisterhood.
1: Today, we're speaking with Yoko Lapool. After the devastating loss of her son, Max, Yoka and her husband started their nonprofit organization, Max Foundation, in memory of him and to prevent child mortality in the world's most poverty stricken places. Yoka shares her founder's journey, along with some practical tips and advice on how to start a nonprofit. We hope you enjoy this truly inspiring episode. Hi, Yoka. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me in the, in the
0: podcast. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us from so far away. Can you tell everybody listening where, you're, where you are in the world? Yes, I'm, uh,
2: I'm based in the Netherlands, um, living in a small, beautiful village called Bloemendaal, which is very close to Amsterdam, but more close to the seaside. So luckily, having the opportunity to go for a stroll once in a while.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Such a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. And um, we're really, really excited to have you on the show. This episode is quite different in many ways, Um, not only because you're the 1st nonprofit that we're speaking to, but also um, your story and how you came to found the Max Foundation. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself and about Max and why you started Max Foundation?
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um just a little bit of a background, um, I, I grew up uh, in uh, in Thiel, a small village in the Netherlands uh, with my parents and my sister. Uh, my father is a very entrepreneurial, started his own business and uh, uh, that's something I think also my sister is uh, having taken it over. Um um, I studied uh, uh, at the Technical University in Delft, where I also met uh, my husband Steven,
1: mm-hmm. and um,
2: started my career at uh, at Heineken, the, the beer you probably also know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's totally different roots uh, where I am now at this moment. Yeah. Um, so more from a business point of view experience. Um, and um, Stephen and I got our first son, called Max. Mm-hmm. And Max passed away when he was uh, almost one year old. And uh, you can imagine that it was quite yeah. Of a yeah life-changing uh So how experience. old were you,
0: Yoka? can I ask? How old were you when you guys lost Max? Uh, I was 31. Yeah. 31 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. yeah. Aww. So that how was terrible. Why, I'm yeah. so sorry. I can't imagine. Yeah, thanks.
2: Yeah, so... Yeah, so we really, uh, yeah, we wanted to do something positive with it. We we said like, this is happening in in the Netherlands where our healthcare is so good and we are so yeah. lucky uh, growing up in an area where we are. But this happens all around the world for for children. Um, uh, but uh, you can prevent it. Uh, so mm-hmm. we really said like. Uh, if we want to uh, prevent what happened to Max, how can we do it in the most effective way? So, what are the root causes of 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 children dying? But also, how can you easily prevent it? Yeah, and that was the start of our search.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, can I ask what happened to Max? Is there was it something common?
2: No, it was not. So really? it was uh, really overnight, the oh. day before nothing. Yeah, so yeah. in the morning, he, he he was, yeah, he passed Aww. away.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, so and, sorry. Uh, and that's, yeah, so thanks. it's, I can't imagine, honestly, I'm a mom of uh, two, almost three, of one's on the way. But I can't actually imagine anything worse mm. ever than something happening to your child. And I can only imagine the inner strength that you both have to have to turn it into something positive mm-hmm. and turn it into one of your life's missions. So that's so admirable.
2: Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm still proud of Max because of that. Because yeah. he's the one who made us do so much good in the world. So yeah. uh, he's so much still present in our daily life because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. many children will be saved or safer because he was
1: here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, what do you do with Max Foundation? How are you helping children um, around the world to survive? Yes,
2: yeah, so... Yeah, so when we started the foundation, we really, uh, I'm coming from a big business background and Stephen more with finance background, we really said, okay, if we want to prevent child mortality or prevent what happened to Max for all the children, how can we have the biggest impact? So we uh, did a lot of reading, a lot of talking. We also traveled a lot in the past, so saw quite some programs and projects. Um, And we found out that uh, still many children die of easy preventable diseases and Mm -hmm. that just simple things like safe drinking water, good sanitation, hygiene, good food are very basic things uh, to prevent child mortality. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's
2: the reason why we start working in, in the area we are working in at this moment. Mm. Because also the search where, yeah, if 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 the the search where to start yeah. our programs and our work. Because of course in the Netherlands, in Europe, in Australia, UK, uh, America, every all I think our health system is so uh, well uh, organized. But if you go to countries like Africa or Bangladesh where we work, uh, there is not. So yeah. we we did a very much a search on okay where can we then start up work uh, and have the biggest impact with the investment we do. And that's why we came up uh, starting in uh, in Bangladesh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to me to think about it as a mom, like to think about this experience, because if you think of like the 1800s or early 1900s even, losing a child was a, a very common occurrence. Mm. You know, like people would have five or six children and something might happen to one because healthcare was not... Um, you know, and it's just something that we don't think of as modern moms. I think, you know, you know that it can happen, but you don't really think about it much because our healthcare systems are so great, but not everybody has that
1: privilege, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's definitely true. Yeah. So was Bangladesh the worst for, um, like clean water or what, what was kind of the, the main driver of choosing that location as your first mission to, to help the children there?
2: Yeah, it it was not because we traveled and we visited Bangladesh and there we got connected. So it was really based on on, um, on numbers. So it's Mm -hmm. a bit of a weird combination. So we have our emotional, of course, startup of the organization, but we also very much use the ratio uh, to make the decisions. The metrics. So the reason why we... The metrics, yes. Yeah. The reason why we started in Bangladesh is that, um, especially fifteen years ago, child mortality figures were really, really high. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, luckily, they increased. Of the the, the figures, really uh, uh, are much better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the need for safe drinking water and sanitation was very high. And it was also that if you uh, started a program in Bangladesh, because of the density of the population, you reach very uh, quickly a lot of people. So your impact per person is is much higher
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, than in other areas. So and we really believe that every child in the world should have the same opportunities and same rights. So yes. uh, if I can invest, uh, I, if I can invest with the same money and I can save, I don't know, t- uh, two children in Bangladesh and one in another country, I would definitely go for the country where I where I uh, would reach more more children. So that's yeah. a bit of the, the reason why we started in uh, in Bangladesh.
1: Yeah, wow. Did yeah. you know anything about running a charity or nonprofit before this? Or did you use consultants to get started?
2: No, I didn't know anything about it. No, uh-huh. so... Um, uh, I think what uh, we really started very small, so we started setting up the foundation um, with setting up a foundation in, in the Netherlands, or it's not very difficult, but of course, you need to have a mission and a why and, and the reason behind. so we, 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 we created a board and was mainly friends at the beginning mm-hmm. um, uh, with very uh, energetic, uh, enthusiastic people uh, um, uh, and together actually we, we, we started this this journey. Hmm.
1: Wow. wow! So, so your friends—you got together with friends, and what you, you kind of pulled money together to get started, and then um, did you go out to Bangladesh um, and source, um, you know, suppliers and and build wells, or how did that journey look?
2: Yeah. So, so the 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 funding part came mainly from from uh, from the Netherlands, and in mm-hmm. the beginning, it was more the friends and family and the uh, the, the connections, uh, the network uh, we were could approach. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, of course, in time, that grew. Um, and uh, in the beginning, actually, we didn't go to, to Bangladesh because uh, luckily I was uh, uh, quite quick uh, pregnant after Max passed away. Aww. So, uh, and yeah, that's not a, then going to Bangladesh is not the, the right thing. No. Right. Um, so, we actually, uh, our main connections came through the network we had in, in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, after, uh, after I got uh, uh, my other son, uh, we went to Bangladesh and, and really visit the projects uh, and see what what the impact was. And that also was a learning journey. I think our whole journey of the foundation uh, is a learning journey. From yeah. if if we if the way we started at the beginning and where we are now is so much different.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, um, but that, yeah, that's part of it.
1: And how does that look? So, for example, with fundraising in the beginning, kind of leaning on the network to to now, um, is it it's seventeen years? Is it since you started the charity? Yeah, 15, 15, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. So yeah. 15 years since you started the charity. How are you fundraising now? How, what does that look like?
2: Oh, that's totally different. Uh, in the beginning, we were, yeah, what I said, we were fundraising mainly from friends and family or... First event in the Netherlands, we organized an an event. It was kind of a classical concert. Mm -hmm. Everything was pro bono organized. And uh, I think we raised around 30,000, 40,000 euros uh, based in our network. Um, But it was also kind of uh, in memory of Max when we had, of course, our first event. Now it's like uh, we uh, we uh, now we got a, a big um, fun- we got lots of funding from from the more governmental organizations. So that's multi-million uh, funding. Yeah. So we got funding from the Dutch government, from the embassies, from the Canadian government, wow. um, uh, from organizations in the UK. So that's that's much broader now. So yeah. there, and and um, it's of course the link with Max always always stay and it's really important but it's not of course not so emotional and linked anymore as it was in the past.
1: Right mm. okay and how does that work then with these kind of government funding processes is is it like a tender Do you do you bid for them as a charity and present and then be granted funding or how does that application work?
2: Yes, so some of them are, are tender processes. Um, um, it's a bit, a bit of difference. Yeah, So uh, the really big ones, you go in tender and you, you form consortia. And together you do the, the fundraising. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's through, uh, for example, one of our main funders is also the embassy the Dutch embassies in Bangladesh and in Ethiopia Uh, and that's uh, it's not that's not really a tender but you you prepare a proposal and it's it's a long process if you if you talk about those big amounts
1: yeah but it sounds amazing that you've really now got the funding to be able to create some serious change so so what kind of projects are you currently working on in um, Bangladesh and in Ethiopia
2: yeah, so we have kind of two, two propositions. Um, um, uh, our, our main uh, programme, we call that Healthy Village. It's a, it's a programme uh, uh, really designed on evidence-based, what, is, what, what kind of research is available, showing uh, to prevent child mortality. And then we focus a lot on stunting, uh, which is uh, where children are too, too short for their age. Right. which has a huge impact in their in their development of life. Mm. So based on all kinds of research available, we designed our program. Um, and it has elements of safe drinking water, sanitation, hygiene, but also uh, nutrition. So making sure that the, the, the mothers, mainly mothers or the parents, give the right f- food to the children, mm-hmm. uh, breastfeeding, Uh, So it's really focusing around the first 100 days of of a child's life. Yeah. Um, And in our programs, we also have a very strong uh, entrepreneurial uh, element because we really believe that if you strengthen the demand at the community, you also have to make sure that the supply side is is strengthened. Yeah. Mm. Um, And and there we also have a very strong female uh, entrepreneurship program to to help female entrepreneurs start their own business um, uh, in the area of, of food mainly, Amazing. Uh, and help them uh, yeah help them to become an independent uh, yeah entrepreneur and uh, and 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 help yeah and, and get more money to 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 support their children
1: yeah so they're not relying on anyone but themselves and they can really be self sufficient that's awesome yes yeah
2: yeah very important elements. To, to also uh, strengthen that part, I think, in the program.
1: Yeah, how has COVID affected Max Foundation this year?
2: Oh, a lot. Um, it's yeah. It's uh, of course we have a lot of contact uh, daily with with our with our team in uh, in Bangladesh and mm. uh, in Ethiopia. Um, and uh, of course, in the beginning, um, uh, we all didn't know what's going to happen. And so in uh, in Bangladesh they they started with an, uh, a lockdown, uh, but the the biggest impact was that the the total, total economy cl- collapsed because uh, people there are a lot of day laborers. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there was really a start of a of a food crisis oh
1: uh, because
2: gosh. people. Didn't uh, get any. Oh yeah, they couldn't. Didn't get any money anymore to buy to buy just the basics. Yeah. So that's why they really quickly stopped the lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of opened up again, but it's it's not gone. So it's yeah. uh, and, and and knowing that in uh, uh, for example in Bangladesh the healthcare system is yeah almost not existing.
0: Mm.
2: It's quite a different scenario there, than where, where we are. But it's a bit it's very unclear on figures and numbers. Um just a report came out last week, I think.
1: Yeah.
2: That showed that in uh, in uh, Dhaka in the in the in the slums in the in the slum cities, forty-five mm-hmm. percent of the people uh already had had COVID. Wow. So that's amazing. Forty five. So through. they are really Yeah, so they're really going into the route of um group Im- immunity, which is uh in my point of view a little bit unethical
0: yeah well and the thing too is like we just don't know what it does to children i mm. mean we don't know it's it's really no, scary no yeah no it's uh... and what what will it do to them long term like they might seem fine at two or three or four but you know is something going to happen when they're 30 or 40 mm-hmm. um because of something going on in their bodies now it's interesting
1: um did you find that there was less because of the there was a kind of no government aid as we experience in many you know like in European Australia um the UK and also in the US to a certain extent that in Bangladesh people were leaning more on charities such as your own because there was no government support yeah um
2: I, I, I cannot really say that it ha- I didn't see that because uh, okay. there was also in Bangladesh, there was some government support for the really poor, uh, which is normally not the, the, the case that they got some, uh, some basic money, mm-hmm. but it was a very short period. Yeah. Uh, but what we found also, for example, is that we were planning to start a, our, our main big program in Ethiopia at the beginning of this year. And uh, we are almost set and the signature was uh, almost there. And then because of COVID, the total, um, uh, every funding got frozen, uh, meaning uh, almost a delay of a year. And then if you know what we could have reached with the money and invested it in the country instead of having it still uh, idle, that's huge. So there's definitely impact also from that point of view.
0: Mm. So, what's next for the Max Foundation? What's next? Yeah, it's a it's a good
2: question. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it's in a way it's an exciting period because we are um, our basis was really focused on Bangladesh and then we extended a small program to Nepal, but that was also run from our Bangladesh office and we are now expanding to Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So we're setting up an office there. So that's a very exciting uh, route, and we really. Uh, Our ambition is also to to have impact in more countries than only Bangladesh and Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that uh, our focus uh, is one of our strengths. So our ambition is really to create innovative uh, programs and and stimulate others to follow uh, and not only do everything ourselves. So our advocacy Mm -hmm. will also grow in time. That's amazing.
1: One of our um, kind of favoured sections of the podcast is actually where our um, guests offer advice on their business or something that they can, you know, people who are listening who might be thinking of starting a nonprofit themselves can take away. What would your biggest piece of advice be for someone who's thinking of starting a charity?
2: Yes, yes, very good question. I think I would say go for it um mm-hmm. i i think for me it's an amazing journey and, um but of course use your brain to make the right decisions because mm-hmm. uh, the money in the sector is limited and you go for the bi- the biggest impact and 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 don't do it alone uh, i think uh, the the success of of max foundation starting as a very small private voluntarily organization and now we have a team of around i don't know if, we're fifty people, wow. um, uh, so it's the the, the, um, the journey we went through is really because we we started the foundation with such a great group of volunteers helping mm-hmm. and supporting, and um, yeah, that change from a voluntarily to a paid organization, of course, was a it's a big change. Mm-hmm. But don't do it alone, and, and find the right uh, people to go to yeah to go in this in that journey.
1: Yeah. I think that's great advice, and that's something for every business: is don't just try and do it on your own. Um, you do need a good support system and good team members around you to to push it forward.
2: Yes, yes, and also, and also now, at in, in, in the moment where we are now, it's it's a bo- It's all about the people uh, at mm. the end. It's they are they the, the, the team that we created. They are making the difference uh, in uh, in Bangladesh and in Ethiopia and in the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, um yeah so it's I think the people are very important in the whole process
0: yeah and what would you say to women going through an unbelievable tragedy who want to turn it into something good or something hopeful in their lives what would be your best advice as someone who's been through that
2: uh yeah that's it's uh, a uh, quite difficult um uh, yeah uh, don't give up there's really a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel, I think that's a bit of mm-hmm. how I see it. Because when you're there uh, at that moment, it's very dark. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, there is a light. And, and for me, creating Max Foundation um, and still having Max mentioning in this podcast, in, in, in my talks, is, is is so much of value because he's still there yeah um, so uh, it keeps him alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise I've I got two sons after Max. otherwise it would have been only the two of them when I talk to people
0: right um,
2: um, but of course it's not that creating a charity is the way to to uh, to do it, eh? it that's the way we went. Um, mm-hmm. um, but it's really great to 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 make such a huge difference for other children in the world. And it's so mm-hmm. it's so still so needed it's incredible but it is
1: yeah and carry him through life and not just pretend like it didn't happen or try to forget about it but actually live with him in a positive way yeah because yeah. it's it,
2: it's quite difficult to to continue talking about your child who died 15 years ago mm-hmm. at yeah. a certain point it's mm-hmm. like yeah there yeah you cannot just keep on going on that and uh, um, yeah so for yeah. us that helped still helps a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm incredibly, as a mother and a human, I'm incredibly inspired by you. Yes, And I just think this is a beautiful thing that you're doing. So thank you so much for doing it for the world and for all the, the kids out there that you're helping and the families out there that you're helping. Yeah. Thank you
2: and sylvie uh, you are pregnant i i got from the beginning of the
0: nope the, nah. podcast, so <laughs> the american one. Nah, i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> if sylvie's pregnant nah, this is a reveal podcast <laughs> yeah she's not <laughs> no i'm i'm having my third i'm um having a little girl in march um oh. i have two sons as well
2: okay uh, great yeah. great yeah yes
1: how can it our listeners support Max Foundation? We'd love to know all the links and anywhere that you can direct us to oh, so we can find out. Oh, okay, yeah, where can we Great. donate?
2: Yeah, so our website is www.maxfoundation.org mm-hmm.
0: um,
2: and there, yeah, there you can find all the information or you can email me, it's also fine, joke at maxfoundation.nl um, You write it like a joke. Um, so, uh, Yes we always can help. have support all around the world.
1: Absolutely. Beautiful. And you deserve it as well. It's amazing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Yoko for coming on. Thank you for being yes, on the and podcast.
0: Thank
2: you. Yes, it was great talking to you. And, um, yeah, Ned, t- take care and uh, <laughs> enjoy your third. <laughs> oh, I certainly will.
0: <laughs> we'll talk yes. soon. Keep in touch. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current U.S. pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.